Hello, I'm Jordan McArdle and welcome to the Hardball Gets Draft Special Series. Completely packed for work and the weekend, this podcast is brought to you by the all-new Mazda BT50 SP, the complete package. All right, let's get stuck in. On today's show, we've got Andrew McDougall from Corporate Sports Australia, manager to some of the biggest stars in the AFL, and several more looking to hear their names read out in next week's National Draft. Welcome to the show, Dukes. G'day, Jordy. How you going, mate? Thanks for having me on, mate. I appreciate you uh, getting me on. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for um, thanks for your time, mate. As uh, as always, obviously uh, a, a massive week for yourself. Just looking at some of the names you're uh, you're managing ahead of the the national draft, mate. And obviously uh, after a massive trade period for for yourself and and Colin Young. So talk us through a couple of your your main draft prospects for the year. Obviously Sam Gilby is probably the one that that really stands out and, and then a few other names like Harry Cole and, and Geordie Baker, Conrad Williams as well. No, no problem, mate. No, definitely you're, you're spot on. It's been a, a pretty uh, busy trade period and, and completing that off, which is great and um, was good to get see Billy Frampton and um, Bobby Hill get to Collingwood and, and Blake Akers obviously to, to Carlton and then Cole had uh, Griffin and, and Lobby, which he did a great job there as well. So, yeah, it's, it's it's a long run-up and a long build-up, the trade, and, and now, obviously, as you mentioned, flicking over to the draft and a really exciting time for players and families, and, and the boys have had, you know, really good years, and, and, and also it's been slightly challenging as well in some instances with COVID and, and you know, on the back of that, and also the, the carnival situation. There's a lot of pieces to put together each year, whether it's, um, you know, PSA footy or the Colts footy and, and all that. But in terms of my guys, um, Sam Gilby, um, AIS player last year uh, plays for Claremont half half back. Um, he's a brilliant bottom age ager and had a great year um, last year. Had a you know, pretty tricky year this year uh, with COVID and also glandular fever, and then unfortunately broke his leg um, right at the end of the year, um, which was yeah really unfortunate for him. But he's tracking along pretty nicely with a number of interviews, and he's just a super talented player. And Harry Cole. Hail captain and, and Claremont player, super hardworking, um, dedicated, gets up 6am, trains most days and um, sets some really high standards. So he's been under Brad Weirer and um, Norrish down at Hale, which has been great, mate. And then Geordie Baker, who's East Perth, West Coast Eagles, um, NGA, and super skillful, running half back, plays up on the wing as well, dynamic player, great skills. Um, Conrad Williams is Claremont for our NGA. Um, lightning quick, plays more that attacking sort of run on, run and carry, play on type of style football. So he's he's really exciting. Um, and Darcy Miller at East Perth, who's who's come on a bit late through halfback rebounding defenders, got a lot of speed and a lot of AFL attributes. Um, and then a few guys that are, are more players to watch for next year, Otto and Farrow. So, um, yeah, it should, it's, it's not going to be the biggest draft, I don't think, for WA. But, um, yeah, we can chat about that, I suppose, as the pod goes on. On on Sam Gilby, like you said, he's had a, a hellish year, hasn't he? The, the broken leg, glandular fever, and even a, a bout of COVID in there during the national championships. He, he was probably touted as a, a first-round prospect 
at the start of the year. Do you think clubs will be be getting a bit of a bit of a bargain in in Sam? You, you mentioned his attributes. He's he's really athletic. He's got super clean skills. He's he's versatile, um, and just seems like like a ripper kid as well. Speaking to him during the the national combine, he's he's really got that sort of glass half full attitude, even even amid. Um, you know the the hell he's dealt with this year. Um, do yep. you think he's he's shaping up as as one of the bargains of the draft and potentially the the bargain of the draft from a WA point of view? No, definitely you're spot on. Um, I think yeah, the exposure that he's been having with his interviews and and also um, speaking to yourself and and um, he's spoke to a number of clubs. He's had I think 15 AFL club interviews and multiple two or three times with with a number of clubs. Um, I think he's. A real bargain and also the most one of the most talented players like this time last year who would have been in the top you know two or three even if not the top two um in in wa i thought i thought he was you know his talent and the way he plays his running game off half back um but just as you said round one played his first game and had glandular fever and um you know that was really unfortunate and then coming off off that sort of got ready for the state carnival but was still really recovering from glandular as you know it can knock you around a bit um, and then got into a little bit of form, um, coming back and feeling finally healthy and fit to go. And, and then unfortunately broke his leg after he went up for a, a hanger and um, came down and landed a little bit awkwardly. But the two games he played there, I think, really showcased, um, you know, a, a fit and healthy Sam Gilby. But his, his bottom year stuff was, yeah, incredible as well. So, yeah, I, I always had him rated really highly. Um, I always, I think he's a first round pick you know bar the year and bar the um the COVID side of things and, and the glandular but yeah i think he's a bargain for any club that, that does pick him up and wh- where do you see harry cole's range he's he's a really interesting type isn't he he's kind of that that mid-sized forward i'm, I'm sure your your phone would have been running pretty hot after that um second quarter for for wa against against <laughs> exactly. Vic metro when he kicked two goals three and probably could have had Four or five goals. That, that felt like that was that that quarter that really, really put him on the map. He, he came from outside of the the WA under eighteen squad to, you know, have have a real impact in the carnival. And you know, here we are talking talking about him as uh, you know a, a potential national draft prospect, if not, um, I, I guess, a rookie draftee. Yeah, no, you're spot on. Like, he was a national combine invite. I think there's only. 12 or 13 boys invited over to national and, and to get himself to that point from being outside of the state program, I think was um, terrific. And um, I was actually sitting next to his family at the state carnival when he kicked the three goals in that quarter and then and nearly kicked five actually in that one quarter. And uh, a lot of recruiters got to see him, you know, for the first time in that game. So he's, yeah, extremely talented and hardworking. I think his upside's massive from where he's come from, you know, 12 months ago to being, in the top 12 or 13 at the national combine um, and how hard he trains. He, he's um, got a really good work ethic and he's a great kid from a great family and got some great attributes. And uh, yeah, I think he's yeah a really good pickup as well for clubs. So um, he's also rated sort of towards the middle to the back end of the draft and, and into the rookie draft as well. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting draft this year. So oh, I think that there's some positive signs and some positive interviews that Harry's had along the way. There's a couple of picks in the 40s that that Freeman will have. Do you think he'd be a be a nice fit there with with his attributes and probably Frio's forward line still being that that bit of a work in progress? Yeah, no, that's a good call. He he he's, has had a few interviews from Frio, and um, I think Freeman would be a really good fit for him. 
um, especially with the age demographic that they've got and and the great drafts that they've had over the last few years and um, picking up some you know really good players last year with Maddie Johnson and Erasmus and um, Amos. You know they they did well and they've also been picking well out the back end like Sean Darcy been 38 and and Frederick's 60, Frederick 61 and Schultz 57 so late picks as well um I think yeah he could definitely be a good fit down there or um even at West Coast but with West Coast they're probably going to have more early picks this year so he's probably not in their range um at this point in time and then I guess the whole next generation academy um, proposition throws a, a whole um, whole different different light on it, doesn't it? And you've got you've got one in one in each camp. You've got Geordie Baker, obviously part of West Coast's next generation academy, and then Conrad Williams as well, part of Frio's academy. Have um, have either club sort of guaranteed um, you know a, a potential category? Category B spot for for either of these kids, or are they they really sort of holding holding their cards close to their chest at the moment. Yeah, the clubs are mostly holding, like you said, their cards a bit closer to their chest this year. And um, I think the NGA has been a great initiative by the AFL and and gives those boys an opportunity, um, like Geordie and Conrad, that you know if they do slip through in the in the in the national, that there's a chance they can be picked up um, on the NGA list. So. Um, both have had good conversations with with both um, affiliate clubs, the West Coast and, and Conrad with Frio. So, um, yeah, it's it's trending positively, but yeah, nothing confirmed as yet, and and there's still seven or so days left to the draft. So I think a bit more heat up on the weekend, and um, I'll have some conversations with both clubs over the weekend. And every um, every draft throws up a, a few smokies, and it sounds like um, from your stable this year, Darcy Darcy Miller's the smoky of um, of your crop. When um, when I guess did the interest start coming in for him? Darcy's when, when he was playing in the midfield for East Perth, and um, he, his stuff was really good. His vision and and some of his games, he played that real rebounding, um, attacking mid. He's got a Real nice turn of pace and a burst of speed, and he's a good size as well. But he came a little on a bit later in the year, so wasn't invited to any of the um, the testing days. But has had some interest from a few clubs and had some interviews with clubs, and and just had showed some great attributes and was moved to half back. And for the last three or four games of the year, um, really showed some promising signs and some AFL attributes coming off the back line. So. He's an exciting player and um, definitely a smoky for this year's draft. If, and if it's not this year, I think he's got a lot of talent to get through next year and can be part of the 18 squad as well with the over 19s. So um, yeah, he's got a bright future, I think. And I guess if yeah, like like you said, if the the national and rookie drafts aren't aren't for him, there's there's that many opportunities these days, isn't there? With you know SSP train ons and and mid season draft and, and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, I guess that's that's probably the message to to some of your your guys if they they do miss out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's this year for the um, for the WA boys. There's there's a few certain certainties at the top end, and then there's you know a big um, group of players that are they may have interest from one or two clubs or or three or four clubs that they've had interviews with. But um, I think after pick thirty thirty five in the draft, it's a little bit unknown this year, and um, clubs are also having players on their draft board, but not necessarily knowing exactly if they can get that player by that pick and, and it does depend on the order. And then with, when you add in the father-sons, the pick swapping and the NGA program, there, there's a few more balls in the air over the last few years. Um, 
and a few nervous young players watching the draft each year. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. But I think, in, in general, the WA have got some great talent and Adam Jones has done a great job with the commission there and, and his pathway and being able to train the boys up earlier and have the squad together for, for a longer time. Um, so Jones is doing a great job there. But um, my sort of thing thinking in terms of West Coast and Frio is that they both picked really well last year and I also think West Coast did a great job with their drafting last year getting Bazo and Jack Williams who's only really 30 days before this year's draft so if Jack Williams was in this year's draft I think he'd be a you know, first round pick for sure with his height and his attributes and um, the way he plays and West Coast picked him up at I think it was around the 50s um, 57 so to get someone like him Brady Hoff played 16 games or 15 games this year They've still got Chessa, who hasn't played, but first-round draft pick, and, and as I was saying, Rhett and Greg Clark and these guys. So they've, West Coast drafted really well last year and got some games and experience into a few of their younger players. And do you have much in the way of mature age hopefuls in, in, in this draft and and this preseason in, in general with the whole SSP stuff? Um, I've spoken to you a, a little bit about Taj Schofield, who, who obviously recently signed with, with Subiaco after a couple of years on, on Port Adelaide's list. Um, Zach Langdon's also also part of the, the corporate sports crew, and um, he, he looks like he's been been really training the house down. He looks in, in terrific nick since he's... Um, his uh, time was cut short early at, at, at West Coast. Um, ben Edwards is probably one that um, that that looks looks good in in the waffle. He's had a, a I guess a bit of interest from from West Coast. Do you see any of those guys um, get getting a, a chance anywhere? Well, Cole, Cole manages Zach Langdon and and um, Jolly Weston and and Benny Benny Edwards. Um, so he looks after those boys direct. And and I've got Kyron Hayden and, and Taj Schofield. Um, who have yeah come across and are still are still training at the moment and have got great attitudes and um, there's they've got some really great AFL qualities as well. Corin has played five years at North and and Taj has had a really good two years at Port and Port's such a strong side that um, you know he was close really close I think emergency six or seven times um, this year. So I think Taj has got some really great scope to get back into the AFL whether it's, you know, this year or a mid-season draft um, next year. And I think he's putting all the steps in place. He's training super hard and, and he's really committed to getting back and, and having an AFL opportunity. So um, I think he can really crack in there. And um, like you said, there's a lot of good players. I think 75 to 100 delisted and retired players this year that played in the AFL or were on an AFL list. Um, so clubs are obviously weighing up. Do they take another draft pick? Do they put on a, a player who's had experience onto their list. Um, I know there's a free agency period there where they can do that early, um, but there's also that chance if they realise someone's at pick 50, they didn't think they could put him on the list and they put up someone from, from one of the delisted players as well. So there's a lot of moving parts this year and um, some really good players that um, haven't had opportunity at AFL level or have been delisted um, that are still got a lot of hunger and a lot of desire to, to play at AFL level and a lot of talent. Uh, on Taj, you're in the um, the remarkable situation of, of managing a father and son. You obviously got his dad, um, Jared Schofield, on board as well. What's that been like managing, you know, an assistant coach? And how's his transition been from from Port Adelaide to to going back to WA and and, and landing at West Coast? No, uh, terrific, really. Scoey's Scoey's great. He's got really strong footy knowledge and. Um, we built up a strong friendship through the Subiaco Footy Club um, when he was a coach down there and 
um, yeah, managing his son is also you know great to have has his son and that direct line of communication with with Scoey, and he knows his footy stuff really well. Obviously, being at West Coast and Port, but um, yeah, I was always under the mindset that I thought Scoey could be an AFL head coach, and I, I still think that. And that's one of the things I've always thought with Jared early on and um, getting that opportunity to go back at Port, learn under some really experienced coaches like Michael Voss and Montgomery and, and Hinkley and be part of that really strong dynamic and strong leadership group with Boke and um, the guys, Hamish Hartman and, and Robbie Gray and, all, and that experience that he's had now transitioning across the West Coast um, and, and working with the midfield and, and strongly working with Simo on a lot of... Um, midfield situations and stoppages and I think now that he's had a year under his belt he'll yeah, have a really big impact in 2023 down at the club. Now you mentioned a few of your, your recent draftees before the likes of Rhett Bazo, Jack Williams, Greg Clark. Um, who, who's, who's up for a big year next year? Has anyone uh, been training the house down and looking like you know taking their game to, to another level next year? Rhett Bazo look, looks in good nick from what I saw the, the other day at West Coast training. Yeah, definitely. No, Rhett, he's, he's played nine games last year. I think he's had that experience now playing on Tomahawk Hawkins and, and he played on some big bodies so he knows he needs to um, yeah, have a big pre-season and I think he's keen to obviously keep improving on his year from last year and, and getting a taste of it. They're always um, really excited to get through another pre-season and um, he just loves getting down there and training at the club. So I think I think definitely Rhett. I think also Jack Williams. Um, it's been a bit harder up forward for him this year playing in the in the two side and, and learning his craft up there. But he's had some great coaches around him that have really helped him mature. And um, like I said, he's only 30 days before, since he's quite young, so being in this year's draft. Um, so I see a lot of upside with him. Um, Greg Clark's trimmed down a bit, so he's playing a little bit more of that wing role at this stage. Um, looks like he'll be swapping in the mids, but also there's more an opportunity potentially on the wing for him. So... He's been running a lot, um, changed his weights program a bit and, and really trimmed down. He's super hungry as well as Connor West and, and those two guys have just been training every day over the break, um, six weeks before training's actually started. Um, and then uh, I don't manage Hoff or Chesser, but, yeah, those guys, I think Chesser will be a good player and, and Hoff's had a 15 games last year, so it looks pretty good as well. I did see a few of your boys spotted at uh, McGilvray Park. What was there? The, the two Schofield boys. There was Greg Clark. There was there was Connor West. Um, probably a couple others I've I've failed to mention. But they yeah they have been putting those extra sessions in. Don't go on up and down those hills. I think McGilvray is a place to be where you can actually tag onto a few um, of, of the players that are running laps, or even if it's the Carlton boys are down there the other day. Zach Fisher and Acres and. There's a few of those boys um, running and the West Coast guys jumped in with them. And I think, yeah, the boys are all um, friendly with each other and, and all trying to get the best out of themselves. So it's good to see, yeah, a lot of players are training hard and early and, and keen for 2023. And a recent addition to, to your stables, Matt, Matt Taberner, how's, how's he looking for, for next year and is he likely to, to come back? Early and with the first to fourth year boys, and you know potentially just put that that bit of a frustrating year behind him this year. Yeah, Tabs is super professional. Anyone who knows him off the field realizes how hard he trains and um, how hard he works on his game and his craft. So I think Tabs is set for a big year. He's probably one um, that people sometimes don't talk about a lot, and I think he, his personality likes that going under the radar a bit. But he yeah really trains hard and. I think he can still have a huge impact and kick seven goals last year in one of the games and 
Um, everyone knows how much of a valuable player he is at Fremantle and a key, um, you know, forward that can that hold that post position for them and also come up the ground a bit. But um, yeah, no, definitely Tabs has had a break. He went over overseas for a bit to New Zealand, I'm pretty sure, and then um, is back training now, which is good in, in the gym. So yeah, he'll, he'll be set for a big year at Freo. All right, thanks always for your time, Dukes. It was a it was a pleasure chatting chatting draft as always. You're uh, you're always available over the phone to me, so I, I do appreciate your time throughout the year, and especially when it comes so close to the uh, to the draft lot now. So um, yeah, thanks no, very no much problem. for your time, Dukes. And yeah, you did you did pretty well on your your podcast debut. Got got through the first debut. I've kicked it <laughs> off with you now. <laughs> we might we might even have you back next year. <laughs> uh, no, awesome, George. No, thanks for that, and thanks for your help during the year, and and um, good luck for you in the, the draft as well, and and everything that comes up. So, um, make sure he gets stuck in a jersey when he's on there. But he, he's uh, <laughs> he's a legend. He's done a great job. So, all good, mate. Thanks for having me on. All right, good on you, mate. Thank you. Well, that's all we got time for on today's episode. Don't forget, you can catch all the draft profiles of WA's top twenty prospects on thewest.com.au. Goodbye for now.